Here, we talk about intuitive eating and Jesus. Hi, I'm Nyla, and welcome to the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. I'm a certified health and life coach specializing in intuitive eating and body image improvement from a Christian perspective. I pray this podcast allows you to learn the skill of intuitive eating and tap into the awesome body wisdom God intentionally designed into you for food choices and exercise choices. This podcast will teach you how to have a peaceful and joyful relationship with food and fitness, the kind that God desires all his children to experience. I'll also teach you how to view your body as God sees it. I believe Adam and Eve were intuitive eaters in the Garden of Eden, and I'm on a mission to help as many Christian women as I can eat with ease and calm as those two did all those years ago in that famous garden. Hey guys, it is Nyla, your host, and today we're going to talk about evening routines. So I recently released an episode about morning routines. And I just thought, why not also do one about evening routines? Because I'm a firm believer that what we do in the evenings influences our mornings and how they go. Are they going to be super rushed mornings? Or are they going to be peaceful mornings that we have space and time to spend time with the Lord? Which is the most important way to start your day is spending time with God. Any time in the day is good to spend time with God. Like it's better to spend time with God at some point in the day than no point in the day. But I do believe that when we start in the morning, it's extra powerful just because then you have that deposit in you, that time spent in his presence, in his peaceful and wise presence that's going to influence the rest of your day. So I'm going to share what evening routines and actually the Sabbath have in common. So whenever you take your Sabbath, whether it's on a Sunday, a Friday, a Monday, whatever, I have found that if you prepare for the Sabbath, it is easier to do. It's easier to rest when your house isn't a complete disaster and there's dishes piled up to the ceiling and you have so much laundry baskets in the hallway that haven't been put away that you're tripping on them it's just a lot easier. It's not impossible to rest when your house is a mess, but if possible, I personally find it easier to rest on whatever day I'm doing the Sabbath, which is usually a Sunday. It's easier for me to rest when the house isn't messy. And this is actually a biblical principle. I'm going to read from Exodus 16, starting in verse 21. And it's talking about when the Israelites were in the desert, in the wilderness, and God was sending manna and quail to them. And it says, each morning everyone gathered as much as they needed, and when the sun grew hot, it melted away. I always think of little fluffy pancakes floating down from the sky for the manna, because I think I've heard somewhere in the Bible, I think it says it was like wafers, thin wafers, so I kind of think of just these thin fluffy pancakes floating down from heaven, and then the quail, I just kind of think of, I think quail is, is that a duck? So kind of just the... Think of duck hunt, that game. So there's just ducks and pancakes. But on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much for each person. And the leaders of the community, they reported this to Moses. And he said to them, this is what the Lord commanded. He said, tomorrow is to be the day of Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left and keep it until morning. So they saved the extra food and as Moses commanded, and it didn't stink or get maggots in it. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. 
six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. So other times the people were getting fearful that there wouldn't be enough food, so they gathered more than they needed for a day's portion, and then that food got maggots in it and it went rotten. But this time, the food that on the sixth day when they gathered twice as much, the next day it wasn't rotten as happened on the other days when they would gather more than was needed for that day's portion. And I just love how this section shows that they were preparing for a Sabbath, preparing to rest. They gathered twice as much one day so that then another day they didn't have to do any gathering. And that is kind of my philosophy for when I do a Sabbath. I try to maybe make a big batch of chili for supper on Saturday. So then on Sunday, supper's already made. We can just have leftover chili and grab some bread and toast it and just super simple and I try to also like in my husband's lunch we usually put ramen in it on Sunday so that it's super easy I just toss the ramen container and a spoon in his lunch kit and I don't have to spend as much time as I normally do like prepping a sandwich or whatever for his lunch but this same concept can be applied to our evening routines that if we spend a little bit of time prepping in the evenings for the next day, it sets us up to have a more restful morning. And I'm going to share with you what I do. And just like that passage in Exodus talked about food, it's mostly food that I'm prepping in the evening to make then my mornings during the work week easier. And I call it my evening reset or my kitchen reset, but it is an evening routine. And I don't always do it at the same time. It happens at some point usually in the evenings. Sometimes it doesn't, but I would say 98% of the time it does because it just makes me feel so good. My morning self is so thankful that my evening self took 20 to 30 minutes to do some prep in the kitchen. And it doesn't always happen like at six o'clock or eight o'clock. It just happens at some point. Sometimes I sit down and watch some Netflix or some YouTube with my husband or we go to Bible study. And then I do it after, or sometimes I do it first before I settle in with a book on the couch or whatever. It depends what I want to do that day, but it does usually get done. And so what I do is I unpack my husband's lunch and then I make him a new lunch. And it's not always in the same order, but all these things do happen. I unpack his lunch and then I make him a new lunch for the next day and put it in the fridge so that neither of us has to touch a lunch kit other than taking it from the fridge to put in his book bag for work. I know some people save lunch making for the morning, but it's just so nice to have that done. And I also pick out what we're going to have for breakfast the next day. And if it's cereal, say for my husband, I actually pour the cereal in the bowl and put saran wrap on it and put it on the counter. So all he has to do is put milk on it and grab a spoon. And I'll do that for me too if I'm going to have cereal or I'll prep some overnight oats or if I'm going to have a bagel, I will grab the bagel from our freezer downstairs because we keep like our bread in the freezer just so it can last longer. So I might go downstairs, grab the bagel, put it in a Ziploc bag, put it on the counter so it's all good to go in the morning. And if I'm going to have peanut butter on my toast or goat cheese and jam or whatever topping for my toast... I'm actually going to try to dig in the fridge and find that and bring it to the start of the fridge, like the front of the fridge, so that I'm not spending five minutes in the morning cutting into my breakfast time and my devotional time looking, where in the world is this goat cheese in this fridge? So I put it to the front of the fridge and all these little things 
they really do add up saving time in the morning so that I can just have a more chill, unrushed morning. Some people like to just whip out of bed, brush their teeth, grab a muffin, and they're off to work. But we like to give ourselves like an hour and a half to two hours to just leisurely do everything we want to do in the morning. And it's just so not rushed. We still have to kind of be doing things in a steady rhythm but it's not rushed at all and we have some downtime in the morning which we just both really really like easing into our day that way and of course if I plan to have peanut butter toast with say pumpkin seeds on it or something like that and in the morning it just doesn't sound good I really really want raisin bran or I really want yogurt with granola and craisins and nuts I have full permission to choose in the moment intuitively what sounds so satisfying and delicious it's just that I do come up with a plan that this is the plan and if I want to pivot from it that's totally okay but this is the plan and it's just really comforting to know that there is a plan in place so in the morning I don't have to think about it but I'm okay to change my mind if I want to that is a okay and my husband too if he's like oh I just really don't want cereal do you have something else I'll say well you could we have some leftover pancakes in the fridge. Do you want to throw them in the air fryer and crisp them up instead? So we're meal planning, but again, very flexible meal planning so that we can honor our current selves and our current hunger cues and just what sounds delicious in the moment when we can do that. And then I also plan what I'm going to eat for the lunch the next day. And again, I can change that. If I'm going to have taco salad, I'll set out the big bag of taco chips from the pantry, put it on the counter so that's ready. Anything that's not refrigerated, I can just put on the counter. And I usually don't pull things to the front unless it's a breakfast thing. Otherwise, it's okay. I have more time at lunch and supper to root through the fridge. But I will also decide on what we're going to have for supper the next night too and if there's any pantry items like a can of beans or a can of tuna or pasta or whatever put it on the counter so basically yeah anything that's a pantry item I either go and get it from we kind of like have like a second pantry downstairs I'll go get anything from there or the pantry in the kitchen or from the freezer and set them out it just saves time either Friday Saturday Sunday some point there I have already meal plan like picked five meals that sound good for next week and I go grocery shopping and make sure we have the ingredients that we don't have for those things so when I'm picking the night before what we're going to eat I already know that we have all the ingredients for five meals in the house so I'm just picking out which one sounds good I don't associate like Monday we're going to have tacos Tuesdays we're going to have stir fry Wednesdays we're going to have euros like I don't assign things like that. I just on the weekend pick five meals, make sure to go grocery shopping at some point on the weekend or early during the week so we have those ingredients. But then the night before I'm picking out of that big list of five things, what sounds good to have tomorrow? Do we want pizza and veggies or do we want to have popcorn and smoothies, French toast and fruit salad? What are we going to do? And I also pick out my clothes the day before so I don't have to think about that either. I also will do the dishes. Again, I don't always do this, but most of the time I'll do the dishes just because I really like the feel of a clean kitchen. Other parts of the house can be messy, but if the kitchen is really organized and especially the dishes are off the counter and clean, that just feels so, so good every time I walk by the kitchen. And to wake up to a clean kitchen when I'm getting my breakfast 
when you glance over at the sink, it just feels really, really good to just have a clean start to your day in your dishes. So I do that and that's about it. Wipe down the counters with a dishcloth, maybe wipe down the table if it needs that done. And yeah, I mean, if the cat, if I've used the rest of his wet food, he gets dry food all the time and eats it intuitively, but wet food, he does not eat intuitively. So he gets given that at a couple times during the day. Um, if we use up in the evening, like at his supper wet food feeding, if we use up the rest of one can, I know that I'm going to need it in the morning. So I'll go down and grab a can of cat food from the garage. We have a shelf there and I'll put that on the counter too so that that is all ready to go for the morning. And it's again, it's a lot of food related stuff, but that's what the Exodus passage was talking about was prepping for food too. So you didn't have to do as much food prep on the Sabbath because they weren't going to have food available to them. They had to do it then. And this just really sets me up to have a more relaxed morning, um, deciding what we're going to have for different things, doing food prep when I can, and also setting out my clothes for the next day, just planning what am I going to wear. And again, full freedom to change your mind, but just having a plan is really comforting to just, you know, you don't have to think about it because there's a plan in place. You're totally free to pivot from it, but it is there if you want it. And I usually do do the plan. So I hope this was helpful to give you some ideas of what to do in the evening. I love my evening kitchen reset. I usually put a podcast in and it's actually enjoyable. I don't mind working in the kitchen, especially when it's not rushed cooking or prepping. I just put a podcast in and listen and it's it's actually really enjoyable to end my evening that way. So I will catch you on the next episode and thanks for hanging out with me for this shorter episode and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Have an awesome remainder of your day, guys.